Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You are here on The Breakfast Show and not with Mon and Lyle, but with Mon and Taryn. That's right. Poor little Lyle had to duck off to the United States. Yeah, so. we say poor little Lyle. Poor little very Lyle. little I actual know. sympathy. I know. <laughs> if I could have fit in his suitcase, I would have done. <laughs> That's right. He gets to go to the States. I want to go to the States. Have you ever been? I have. Mm, it's it's really a pretty cool. cool place. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it because it's quite diverse. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I feel like from one end of the country, you can see so many different mm. things that are just unlike, you know, in other states. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. I And it's so different from Australia, I found. Yeah. I mean, like, in that it's, you know, like, it's obviously a popular, you know, Western world sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just got a different culture to it. Yeah, very much. Yeah, and I appreciated that when I went there. These Americans are unlike anyone else. And I liked uh, (laughs) their Mexican food. Oh, yeah? Oh, I thought it was good. I'm actually not a huge fan of Mexican food. I love Mexican food. I know everyone seems to like it, everyone apart from me. I mean, you drunk beans yesterday, Molly. (laughs) You juiced them and you drunk the beans. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe if I was into Mexican food, I would have enjoyed it more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone would enjoy juiced beans <laughs> we need to find someone it'd be fun if we could find someone who liked juiced beans now the problem with mexican food for me is is it's is actually a textural thing which is funny because we talked really? about food texture before yeah yeah for me mexican food is always either <clears throat> it's either too crunchy or it's too sloppy and it's nothing in between oh okay yeah right. so you think about like you know the 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 taco and the corn chips, they're like, I don't know. I don't like having that level of crunch yeah. in like a salad. Yeah. Because when I'm chowing through a salad, I just want to like just be able to chew wildly and have uh-huh. fun with it. I don't want to have to look out for a sharp thing. A sharp bit that's going to yeah. attack the roof of your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It is painful. I, I get that. I have done that before <laughs> when the corn chip just sticks into the roof of your mouth. And yes. That doesn't feel so nice. But it's so yummy though. Like the beans mm. and the guacamole. I don't know. I mean, I have salad. The best burrito I ever had was in Melbourne. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a tofu breakfast burrito at a place oh. called Trippy Tacos. Yeah. And if you are so blessed to live in Melbourne, I definitely recommend you go to Trippy Taco and get yourself a breakfast tofu burrito. I love that burrito. name, Trippy Taco. Yeah, it, it didn't. Actually, that burrito was life-changing. I'm not going to lie. That's so cool. But I'm not sure a Mexican would have eaten that burrito and yeah. been like, yeah, this is legit Mexican. They would have been like, I think what that's is fake this? Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd be like, fusion. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like Australian. Mexican yeah <laughs> vegan Australian yeah. weird stuff that's anyway, it we are very happy for Lyle to head off to the US yes. and, uh, and take his annual leave and spend time with his extended family <clears throat> and we of course are going to be studying about the country that he's in we are mm. yeah. so we are all talking about United States in Bible prophecy um, so we're going to be talking about the country that Lyle's in and maybe oh maybe he can call us from the land of the beast oh. and tell us about stuff that's happening over there. But before we dive into the beast in the US and our Bible study, what is happening with our queers? Well, I haven't heard of anyone calling up yet, Mon. So yeah. I think it's been tricking everyone else as much as it tricked me when I first read it. Do we have any clues left? Or we is do it have some. No, no, we have some clues left. So um, don't remember. Read it, don't read out the last one because the last one's always like this really easy peasy multi choice one. Okay. We skipped that one. Okay. Is I there, won't do that one. Okay, though. yeah. Well, the first one we talked about um, the Benjamite men took their wives from the dancers at Shiloh. Mm-hmm. The second one was if Baal really is God, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. Oh, yeah. P.S. What book is this all from? Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is what book. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um, 
see that that one reminded me of the story of elijah okay yeah so i was like oh is it elijah but maybe it is maybe it isn't the Mm. second one uh, the third one sorry is gideon's call by god to deliver israel from the midianites is found here so if you know the story of gideon then Mm -hmm. you know where that's found then you'll know what book this is and the the fourth clue is the story of samson and delilah is located in my 16th chapter yeah samson and delilah okay if you would if you would like to give a give a give a give a I feel like it's Monday when it's already Thursday. <laughs> if you would like to have a stab at the clue, I mean, there we go. A stab at the quiz. Give us a call. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. You can text us 0491-064-669. You can even message us on Facebook. The number is, sorry, the, we are Faith FM Australia. I think I know where I'm where I'm starting to mess up my words. Why? Because it is so hot in this studio. It is. It's putting me to sleep. Yes. We need to like turn off the heaters and crack open a window. Like I dressed for winter and I swear it's middle of summer. Yeah. You turned up and it's like Mm. balmy studio weather. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) It's funny because usually when I get to work, Lyle has the heater cranked and I'm really hot. It only takes like 15 minutes and I've acclimatized. But today that sunshine is just blasting through our window. Look at it. We had to put down the blinds. Um, but but yeah, it's, it shows that it's going to be a good day outside. Yes, indeed it I'm is. I'm looking forward to the rest of the day. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's get into this, Mon. I'm US, excited. US in Bible prophecy. Let's do a little recap, shall we? So we've, what we've st- studied about this week has been about a couple of different topics. Uh-huh. Um, and just to get ourselves and... Uh, and our listeners up to speed. So I must confess that I haven't been listening into the show every morning <gasps> this week. I've had exams this week, Mon. So oh, I'm I'm going to leave it to you to tell me. You're you're teaching okay. me what you guys have okay. talked about, okay? Okay, so so far this week, Taryn, uh, we've been going through Revelation, uh, jumping about in chapters 12, 13, 14, a little bit of 15 and 16 okay. as well, but mostly like 13 and 14. And we looked at um, America and... Um, in, uh, in Bible prophecies, we had like the beasts and we learned about how the beasts were, you know, uh, pagan Rome and uh, papal Rome and, and the lamb that, you know, looks like, looks like, you know, looks like it might be good, yeah. the little lamb, Baba. Yeah. Turns Cute out lamb. to speak like a, like a dragon. Oh, bad lamb. So three beasts that are all powered by the devil, uh-huh. but they're a beast we learned that were the symbols of uh, a nation. Uh-huh. And so, um, so they're the nations that are being used by the devil to do his work. And we also touched on a very important note that even if we ourselves are part of those nations, that does not mean that we are automatically lost. Okay. So even though we talked about, you know, uh, the Catholic Church and mm-hmm. about the US, it doesn't mean that if you are Catholic or an American that you are automatically well, that's good. controlled by the devil. Yeah. Yes. So that's not what it means. Um we learned that there was a deadly wound um, and that it was healed. Okay. And that was talking about the Dark Ages. Yeah. So the the, uh, the papacy being in control and then that, that rift being healed. And then we are up to, <coughs> we talked about last yesterday, um, that the issue of worship is mm. absolutely central and pivotal um, to the book of Revelation and to what is happening with these beasts. Uh-huh. So all these beasts, you know, one, two, three, the... Uh, 
the great big red dragon and the leopard conglomerate thing that had like you know the jaw yeah. of a lion and, and feet like yeah. a bear and they're quite strange beasts yeah aren't they? yeah if you sit down and try and draw one i don't think i'd be able to draw you end it. up with a really weird yeah. thing because it has like multiple heads and then the heads have multiple horns and then there's crowns involved yep. and then yes they end up looking a bit weird mm. um but we learned that all these beasts they're all they're all about the worship okay all about the worship, trying to get everyone to worship them. Yeah. You know, and either by, you know, coercion or by threat of death. And yeah. they also were around killing them. Okay. So we are going to have a look a little bit more into this. Um, oh, well, our time is running, running short. <laughs> That's okay. We'll get there. <clears throat> now, you, Taryn, are actually a Bible student, are you not? Yes, I am. You study Theology? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. A theology student That's on right. board with us this morning. <laughs> yeah. A theology student, let me just uh, put that one out there. I don't know everything. I am definitely still learning. But actually, it's interesting one when you were talking about the um, the beasts there. I had an exam yesterday mm-hmm. and um, it was asking the question, why is it so important to understand the genre of the passages that we read in the Bible? Yeah. And so like... Um, and so, like, I had to explain in my exam question that it's so important to understand genre because, like, if we look at Bible passages like we have just discussed in Revelation about all of these beasts with random heads as a literal, like, description of history, mm-hmm. say if we interpret it as a historical passage, mm-hmm. then we're going to completely miss out on all of the good information that we're talking about now about the prophecies and about how God has, like, a message for us in this book of Revelation that is telling Telling us about the United States and all of these other things to warn us about the end times, and we're just going to miss out on it completely. So don't be fooled into reading Revelation and thinking that it's a literal, you know, yeah. description of history because it's we will miss out on so much of what God has to to share with us. Yeah, and we will <laughs> if we're hanging out to see some crazy beast coming out of the ocean, <laughs> we will be sorely disappointed. Sorely disappointed. But there are going to be some beasts, and we're going to discuss one in just a second. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. All right, Babylon the Great. Oh, just as a side note, by the way, um, with the issue of worship, we discovered how it is you worship Um, because, you know, we always think to ourselves, oh, I I worship Jesus. Of course I do. Yeah. But we we learned um, as part of this recap, Taryn, that worship, the, the highest form of worship is obedience. Oh, yeah, that so makes sense. So that which you obey is that which you worship, mm. which is, you know, a, 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 in, a sh- in, a, in a nutshell, um, actions speak louder than words. Yeah, true. So you can say that you worship Jesus or you can say, you know, you worship anyone or anything, but it's actually what you do yeah, that fair. really defines who you're worshiping. And, and I think that's an in- interesting point to make because, like, I look at our society today like just secular society and you know if worship is such a big issue in the book of revelation and in the bible in general then you know i've got to ask myself well then who who are they worshiping mm-hmm. because they there's like Society is so secular these days. They don't claim to worship God, but they don't claim to worship all of these idols like we find in the Bible. So then who are they worshiping or what are they worshiping? And I think that that what you said there about how um, worshiping is obeying like this, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and I think, well, who are they obeying then? 
and really they're just obeying their own wants and desires right it just comes back to you know who are we worshiping in like who is secular society worshiping well they're just worshiping themselves Mm -hmm. which is definitely not god which is definitely not god that's right Okay, let's have a look at Babylon the Great. I mean, is it really that great anymore? Let's have a look at some Bible verses okay. and see what they teach us about Babylon. So do you want to read out for us Jeremiah 51 verse 6 okay. and 7? Let's see. I'm getting there. Jeremiah. He was not a bullfrog. He was a book <laughs> of the Bible. That's right. He was a prophet actually. A prophet. Uh, chapter 51. Chapter 51, verse 6 and 7. Okie dokie. Flee from the midst of Babylon and everyone save his life. Do not be cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He shall recompense her. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunk. The nations drank her wine. Therefore, the nations are deranged. And also verse 53. Verse 53. Um, Oh, it's over two pages. Okay, 53. Though Babylon were to mount up to heaven and though she were to fortify the height of her strength, yet from me plunders would come to her, says the Lord. And verse 57. And verse 57. And I will make drunk her princes and wise men, her governors, her deputies, and her mighty men. And they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. So what do these texts teach us about Babylon? Babylon, it almost (laughs) sounds like it's having an identity crisis. Like it sounds like it's an amazing, incredible place. And yet... Then it's like, you know, oh, you're so great and you're so golden and you're a big goldy cup, but hang on a second, you're doing all these horrible stuff. Yeah. But even in verse six, it says flee from the midst of Babylon. Mm. It's, you know, the Jeremiah starts all of this saying flee from Babylon and everyone save his life. Wow. Okay. And, so- and she's very, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? She has a lot of influence because, you know, the nations have drunken of her wine. So all – and it says, therefore, the nations are mad. So she has a far reach. So Babylon, good place or bad place? Uh, I'm going to say bad place. Yeah, sounds like a bad place. Let's read some more. Let's turn to Zechariah 2 verse 7. Okie dokie. Flipping, flipping, flipping. Zechariah 2 and verse 7. Indeed. And if you are driving, please don't – yeah, <laughs> turn your right. Bible. No, just <clears throat> let us read it to you. Okay, um, Zechariah 2 verse 7 says, Up, Zion, escape you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. So th- the Bible seems to have this a lot to say about getting away from yeah. Babylon. Let's, let's keep looking at it. Let's look at Revelation 17 verse 5 and 6. Okay. And if you'd like to follow along with this study, if you're interested in learning more about uh, Revelation and um, and Babylon and the United States and Bible prophecy, you can actually join. This is, this is a Bible study that 20 million other people around the world are doing at the same time. <clears throat> you can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and we can sort you out with the study guide that comes with this study. There you go. So Revelation chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. It says, And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Wow. Okay. And now we're going to really jump across to uh, chapter 18, verses 2 and 3. Yep. Yep. 
And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for the foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Clearly. Wow. Clearly in the Bible, Babylon is a place of evil. Yeah. Like this, yeah. the Bible is constantly charging people to, to run, to flee, to get out of her, to leave, to just get as far away from her as possible. She's constantly up to no good. She's constantly yeah. influencing people for evil. She's yeah. constantly, you know, she sounds like she's just a wicked city. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and as we saw yesterday, um, it has a long history as a capital of false worship. Uh-huh. So it's actually a really fitting symbol of end time power that deceives the nations. Yes, right. And I guess that, um, you know, because it talks about in, um, you know, it talked about a lot of stuff in Babylon that, you know, people might be drawn to for fun, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, you know, works with what we were talking about, um, about worship and about how, you know, we're worshiping ourselves at the moment, you know, society just wants to do what they want to do and they don't, you know, focus on God. They're just focusing on themselves and their own desires, I guess. So let's have a look. Um, let's do this some com- comparing, shall okay. we? Babylon the Great. Let's compare Let's compare the three beasts. So we have the dragon, we have the sea beast, and we have the scarlet beast. So let's have a look at some of the similarities and some of the differences. So how about you read uh, Revelation 12, verse 3, mm-hmm. and I'll read uh, chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Okay. So Revelation chapter 12 and verse 3, and it says, And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. What are diadems? I have no idea. How They're like I crowns. Look? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, crowns, yeah. Okay, and then uh, 13 verses 1 to 3 says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like a, like a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Oh. And then if you would like to read 17 verse 3. Yep. So 17 verse 3 says, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Okay. So all three beasts. So we're going to look at the similarities and differences. Yeah. So, so far we can tell that all three beasts have seven heads and ten horns. Yes. Uh, which represent the t- sum total of heads and horns of the beasts of Daniel 7, actually. Isn't that interesting mm. how Revelation relates back to Daniel? Yeah, They're they keep so harking closely back to each other. linked. Hey? Yeah. So each uh, each successive empire it was built upon those that went before it, basically. Yep. Um, what else? So a symbol, we can say that the Scarlet Beast combines elements of the dragon and the sea beast. Yeah. Um, which is symbolizing, uh, what was it, pagan and papal Rome, respectively? Yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, the land beast as well. Yeah, as well as, as well the land beast, which uh, kind of groups all three powers, so all of God's enemy, into a, a real coalition, I guess you could say. Mm. So mm, let me see, what else is there? What else is there? 
Well, there's an additional element uh, in, in Revelation 17. Um, there's a woman. A woman who yeah. rides the Scarlet Beast. What does the woman represent? Ah, we have talked about this. Does anyone remember what a woman represents? It is a church. There you go. <clears throat> and in this case... Good um, church or bad church? Well... What is this woman doing, right? She's riding the Scarlet riding Beast. Riding the Beast. So this symbolizes an illicit union of religious and political powers, right? Because if a if a beast it represents a nation mm-hmm. and a woman a church and the woman is riding the beast, then she's in control of the beast, right? Okay. And the Bible clearly tells us that church and state is Don't a union that never mix. should be. Yeah. Here they are. This woman is, you know, riding this beast. So we're going to have a look at the, the other woman in the Bible and we're going to compare these two women. But this is human nature. People get ready. People get ready There's a train coming You don't need no baggage and just to get on board All you need is faith On the diesel harmony You don't need no ticket, no, no Just thank the Lord There's a train coming You don't need no baggage Just to get on board All you need is something To hear the diesel humming You don't need no ticket Just thank the Lord And people get ready For the train to join Open the doors and bottom This room for all We must do love the most
Welcome back to the show. It's Mona Taryn filling in for Lyle. Taryn. Yes. I heard you have another clue for our I do have another clue because no one has called in yet. Mm. So I'm going to keep giving out those clues, assuming that it is too hard for you guys listening. Well, it can't be that hard because it is a what book of the Bible am I? And that's already narrowed it down to one of 66. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So you got a one in 66 chance of getting it right. I think we're all pretty sure now that it actually is in the Old Testament. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. There's another clue that Mon just gave you all. So there you go. Okay. So the last clue that we have for today Mm -hmm. is another quote. So it's a verse from this book and it says, Then the Lord raised up judges, Othiniel, Deborah, Gideon, Jephath, and Samson, who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what were the raiders? Who were they saving them from? And what book is it all found in? Yes, indeed. Do you know? I don't know. Do you reckon they were all actually kind of hard clues? I mean, not. Uh, I mean, when it started getting to Gideon, I kind of knew where we were yeah, going with yeah. it. I think maybe, uh, maybe in our next session, next segment, I might come up with my a DIY clue. And I'll I'll give you an extra clue to today just to see see what happens. Okay. Okay. So let's get back to our Bible study. We are studying about the Babylon the Great and we've discovered that there are two women in the book of Revelation. Yes. So one is uh, commonly called the pure woman and the other one is commonly called the harlot. Uh Uh-huh. So let's let's have a look at them. How about you read out the verses regarding the pure woman, which is found in Revelation uh, chapter 12. Okay. And it's verses 1, 2. And then we'll skip down to five and six. Okay. And uh, so as I'm reading, Mm -hmm. have a think about what description, what this woman is defined as, what are her defining characteristics. Mm. So, okay. Uh, Revelation chapter 12 and verse one. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head, a garland of 12 stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. Now I'm jumping down to verse five. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. Now, apart from like uh, having to flee and being in the pain of giving uh-huh. birth, she actually sounds quite lovely, doesn't she? She does, yeah. She's clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. I mean, yes. she sounds lovely. Yes, that's right. And uh, and she's called a great wonder. 
There'd be yeah. a great wonder in heaven, a woman. Okay, let's have a look at the harlot. Okay, you can read okay. for us chapter 17, right? Yep, chapter 17. I'm going to read verses 3, 4, 5, and 6. So, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. That's the beast, not the woman. Uh-huh. No, okay, good, good and, clarification there. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Mm. There we go. Oh, I might read one more verse. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which has seven heads and ten horns. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one more verse, do you reckon? Go for it. Actually, no, I'm going to stop there. Okay. Gonna stop okay, there. so we have we have these two rather distinctly different women, do we not? We do. They are definitely very different. Um, I mean, one's Let's, called a harlot, for yeah. instance. <laughs> you know, and she, sounds, she actually kind of sounds vampire-ish, right? So she's, <laughs> she's drunken on the blood of saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Sounds almost cannibalistic. Yep. But let's have a look. We do know that the, that the women are representative um, of a church. Of a church, yeah, in, in that's Bible right. Prophecy. Okay. So let's compare them. So first of all, where are they? Well, um, the pure woman that we read in Revelation chapter 12 is in heaven, right? And the harlot woman is on the waters. Okay. Mm. So different places. Um, What are they wearing? The pure woman in Revelation 12 is clothed with the sun. And the harlot is clothed in purple and scarlet. Okay, so different again. What are they wearing on their heads? Well, uh, Revelation 12 says that she is wearing a crown of 12 stars. And the harlot, she seems to be adorned with like gold and gems and pearls and all kinds of frippery. Yep. In Revelation 12, I didn't quite read it, but it says that the woman is attacked by the dragon. Which is actually stark contrast to the harlot who is supported by the dragon. Okay. They seem to be in really deep cahoots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got different relationships with the dragon here. And the pure woman is the mother of the remnant. While as the harlot is the mother of harlots. I mean, she's, you know, he, you know, he's called her the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Yeah. Well, we saw this woman, um, the pure woman have give birth to the child. Mm. So, um, okay. Yeah. So, and, and we know that this woman, the harlot woman is representative of Babylon and Babylon being representative of basically all the, all the nations and all the, all the empires that were, you know, into false worship mm-hmm. and opposed God. Yeah. So, you know, ba- and Babylon has been very busy reproducing itself. Yeah. You know, cause it was actually, a city yes uh, back in the day and they've used it as a you know as a, as way a symbol of saying, yeah, yeah as a symbol and it's been just it, it's it's nature and it's um it's uh it's false worship has been reproduced uh down through generations and um and so they could say that this apostate mother church you could almost say has many apostate daughters so to speak mm-hmm 
call. But you know what? God doesn't actually take ownership of the errors and, and, and the atrocities that are committed by by these apostate Christian churches. Yeah. You know, people often say, well, I don't want to believe in God because look at all the horrific yes. things that Christians have done, that Christianity does. You know, how many wars and deaths were caused by, by Christianity. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and God does not take any ownership of that. No. Because, you know, he, he says quite clearly in the Bible that there, there, are, there are two, there are two women. Yeah, there's, you know, the pure woman and the harlot and his true people, you know, although they're attacked by Satan, they will survive through the centuries as his true people. Yeah, that's right. And and I think it's um, representative of like the true woman, the true church of God has the character of God as well. And so um, I guess what we have to do is to ask ourselves, like, you know, is this thing that is being done by the church um, in, you know, alignment with the character of God? And if it is, then good if it's not then maybe it's not the true church of god and we read there in revelation uh, 14 verse 8 you know babylon's fall in the great city um that you know she made the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication um you know it, it, the bible has already warned people about babylon's fall or you know or apostasy from the truth, which eventually leads to the final deception, like the mark of the beast, which we're mm. going to come to in a later study. And this warning, it, you know, it's going to be repeated with with much greater power, and it actually it culminates in this one last great appeal for God's people who are still in Babylon, who are still in these false churches, and still in false worship, to come out of her, to come out of these false churches, yeah. and unite with God's end time remnant yeah. church. Just shows that God has His people in everywhere doesn't he yeah he has a, he has his people everywhere and he has a plan and he yeah. most definitely has a plan to to call us out uh from wherever we are and um you know and and to come and to join the the end time remnant church and we are going to be talking more about the uh the end time remnant church tomorrow so uh stay tuned and we're gonna be having a great time tomorrow yeah. on friday talking about the uh the end time remnant church That's and who it. it is and where it is and where can we find it and where do we subscribe to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for now we're gonna have a song break this is Jaden lavick with my father's world and after that we're gonna have the question of the day if you have a question give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FAM it's 1-800-324-843 you can ask us anything we will answer it live on air This is my father's world To my listening Trees of skies 
to Faith FM. You're listening to Breakfast Show with Mon and Taryn, who is filling in for Lyle. Now, I did promise I was going to do a DIY clue for this I don't know what this DIY clue is going to be about, though. (laughs) Okay, so this is a what book am I? So what book of the Bible? We've given you all the clues. I'm going to give you an extra clue. This book is in between the books of Joshua and Ruth. Mm Oh. What book is in between Joshua and Ruth? If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And we will send you out the prize. Now, Q of the D, question of the day. Now, this is something we sort of touched on it briefly the other day. And it made me, it actually made me think about, Lyle was talking about how Donald Trump became, um, you know, president and the evangelical Christians are just loving him. Yeah. And he said it's, you know, it, it could be because, They've been preaching this prosperity gospel for so long in the States. Yeah. And uh, it's so ingrained that if you're rich, you've obviously been blessed by God. And they think because you know, he's a super rich self-made man, well, sort of, that he obviously must have the blessing of the Lord. Oh, interesting. Which, you know, people can sort of counter, you know, people often get disgusted and they swing out the other way and they don't want anything to do with, they think, you know, yeah. the, the church can have nothing to do with money whatsoever and they don't want to hand over their coins. So our question today is actually about an ancient uh, system called tithing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the question is, what does the Bible say about Christian tithing? Should a Christian actually tithe? So That's a good question. What actually is tithing? So tithing is actually a system where they gave 10% of their income. And um, the Bible most definitely upholds this. And it's actually one of the few things in the Bible where, where God invites you to test him out. Yeah, that's right. So there's a verse in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 that actually talks about this. And it talks about um, like God actually asking us to test him with this. Like, is, is God going to show himself faithful? Um, in this and I think the answer in my life definitely has been yes and I'm sure it has been in your life too Mon Um, but the Bible verse that we have here is Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 and it says bring all the tithes into the storehouses that there may be food in my house and try me or test me now in this says the Lord of hosts uh, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Can you, like, what a promise mm. is that, Mon? I listen to my version. I like this one. Okay. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So there'll be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. 
The Lord is inviting yeah. us. And, you know, and often if we, you know, test the Lord, it can be quite presumptuous. But this yeah. is one time where the, the God is inviting us to test him out. That's and it. He, he promised us that, you know, if we return our tithe and we, we're we returning it, we're not like, you know, paying or giving. That's it. Because it's his to start it's his, with. It's all all of the money. All, our, all that we have is from him. Exactly. So if we give we give it back to him, he will bless us. And, you know, and the Lord loves a cheerful giver, which yeah. is 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. Um, but give it cheerfully and just see what the Lord will do with you. Yeah. And um, I, I definitely recommend Christian yeah. tithing. I like to think of it like this, that God is giving me 90% of what I have. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I just let him keep 10% and he gives me 90%. So, <laughs> Amen. If you have any questions, you can always give us a call or shoot us a text 0491064669. You can also leave us a message on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia. Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45am. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City.
Welcome back to Faith the Firm Australia. This is the favourite part of the show for me. Yeah. Because we get to give away free stuff. That's it. I it's pretty decent, stuff. hey. Yeah, Just yeah. Giving things away for free. We're a nice show. We're nice yeah. people. We get nice prizes. <laughs> <laughs> so today, what are we giving away? We are giving away The Four Winds of Revelation by Kenneth Cox. Mm. So this is an interesting little book here. I'm excited. I think everyone, like, you know, we've been talking about Revelation today. We've been talking yes. about the women in Revelation and yes. the beasts of Re- uh-huh. Revelation. Well, this one talks about the winds of Revelation. Who yeah, knows so what these winds represent? If you've been enjoying um, our study, our continued study in the book of Revelation, then this book is most certainly for you. Yes, that's So it. give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is 1-800-324-843. You can text 0491-064-669. You can even just message us, DM us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And uh, we'll send you a copy of this book. Um, and this book is uh, written by Kenneth Cox, who is a, a famous, uh, wonderful, famous evangelist. He's an incredible speaker. And, uh, you know, and this is the back of the book says, you know, you can't turn on your TV or open your Internet browser without the next catastrophe hitting you in the face. There's so many disasters and uh, so many uh, world events. It seems like the world is coming apart at the seams. But this is all was predicted more than 2000 years ago. And it's all coming to, to, to pass now. Mm. So if you want to know more about what the, what the book of Revelation says, you can examine uh, the Bible closely with the help of this book. Give us a call. It's all yours. We will send it to you for free. There you go. Look at that. Now, Taryn, thank you so much for helping us out on the show. Oh, no worries. I'm going to be around for a while yet. I once, am. So. I'll be thanking you profusely for a while to come yet. You'll be here for the next few weeks, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. yep. happy to have you on board and helping us out. Now, stay tuned, of course. We have some more great programming coming up Um continue out throughout the day and uh, if anytime you have a question you can give us a call or if you want to know mm. more about the bible uh, you can give us a call here at faith fm and we can set you up with some bible studies and uh any kind of bible studies that you're interested in we have topics to study um just give us a call 100 faith fm and of course we'll be back tomorrow morning after the seven o'clock news that's right i'm looking forward to it so yeah we've got more news for you more bible study in revelation and more good news stories as well. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and it's not Thursday, the uh, 7th of June, it's because you're listening to the late broadcast, but don't stress, just jump across to the live show. You can go to faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream or download the TuneIn app and search for Faith FM Australia. And we hope you have a wonderful, blessed day and you take care until we hear from you again tomorrow. Oh, by the way, Taryn. Yeah. Did you know... What? That I'm wearing both my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) You better be wearing both of them again tomorrow. (laughs) We'll see you guys tomorrow morning.
Thank you.